For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, one call, that's all studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 Eaton On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. on my nerves because he did that on purpose josh and you know he did that on purpose is it wednesday no you can't do this we were in show prep and you said oh we have over under we go no that's on thursday you guys did correct me i apologize i apologize i really did not mean to do that on purpose it feels like a thursday does it not feel like a thursday if anything it should feel like a tuesday like a tuesday because of labor day like it most people, and you're not most people, would feel as if it's only been two days of work. But you're like, ah, it's Thursday. You guys are using logic. I'm using emotion. It feels like a Thursday. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you I know just get what you that mean. feeling. It feels like I'm a attacking you because it, it just felt fun in that moment for some reason. That's which fun. is a bad precedent for me to set. So Attacking I'm not Ben is a good is a good Ben. Uh, I know you've got some other gripes with me because I can just tell um, when I did walk into show prep. Oh, you, you after would ben, you sniff it out? What do you mean? You you looked at me and you knew right away, or what? Yeah, what, what you gave had the it close a- little body language. <laughs> You're kind of like uh, uh, grumpy you know, kid. short with me, grumpy gills. Uh, Josh didn't have the best vibe going, but he turned it around. Uh, he turned it, it around immediately when he made fun of me. Well, yeah, and then I got a cackle out of him, and he came to life a little bit. That's amazing. You're a guy who can give life to somebody else merely by being. You should take honor in that. This is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light, the world's greatest beer. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo and Brust family, on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. That's the old National Bank talk. Text line, old National Bank, get Old. All right, lay it up. Like, what do you what 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 are you annoyed about right now? You know, I just like I'm I just so like, si- uh, I'm I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of having a a co-host who goes on another program that we have on these very stations. Greg I Scalzo. I never go on another program. I'm never asked to go on another program. May I? Yes. Because I know you do that to me sometimes, and and it's well deserved. Greg Scalza went to Wildey and Tausch and gave his bold predictions as they had a bold prediction marathon today of different hosts coming and giving their Packers bold predictions. Somehow it got brought up by Jason or Mark Tauscher about how I am not on the Scalzo and Tausch train to Super Bowl 57 mm-hmm. in Arizona. And 
I've my I'm basically making a state of the union now. It's fine. Whatever. I joined Wildey and Tausch later, and I was in full-on, Tausch was ready to attack me, you don't like Aaron Rodgers, you're from Illinois, all because they they were like, you know, Ben's not on the train. I would have loved my co-host, Greg, to say, well, yeah, six months ago, Ben wanted to blow the whole thing up, but then he realized and admitted to admitting to that being the wrong strategy and has come around to Aaron Rodgers being unapologetically himself and is really all in on this Green Bay Packers team. Loves what the defense is doing. Believes in where Aaron Rodgers is at mentally. Is going to help him with his teammates and himself. And I am firmly here with my State of the Union telling the Scalzo and Brust family, I'm here for a 13-4 regular season. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the back-to-back-to-back MVP. We're calling him five-time because that is what I believe, and I have a backbone. I have grown a backbone. I have floated with the wind the past five years. I know I have. I'm like a kite just getting whipped around. But now, backbone. Backbone Benny. That's who I am. Uh, Backbone Benny, your quote to me today was, I've been on the Packers for two months now. I've been behind the Packers for two months now. I've heard that speech, that State of the Union, seven to 12 times over the You've last five years. You've never heard the Backbone years. speech? I've never said I've had a backbone. Merely saying you have a backbone doesn't mean you have a backbone. I'm 6'5 Scalzo. I'm 6'5 Scalzo. Does that make me 6'5? No. Homer, do I look 6'5? That would be a no. <laughs> I, you can't just say it and pretend that it's going to happen. Thank you, Homer. Homer been, and Tony, weekdays 2 to 4, 94.5 ESPN Walk. I have been living the backbone life. Have I not? The last two months you haven't wavered. There also hasn't been a game. And there also hasn't been a whole lot of controversy about Aaron Rodgers uh, outside of him taking ayahuasca in South America, which you did Falter a little bit. You did think it was super weird a little bit. Uh, if you remember going but, back but to But I those, came around. You were very negative about blue as a bluebird. Uh, I'm just saying that I don't see the backbone as being str- as strong as you think. I would think of yourself as like, what's the thing after a tadpole before you get to a frog? Like that first iteration. Um, did you ever do that as a kid yes, in science class? I, but look, I got, don't, hold on. I got three questions right yesterday on Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? If you think I know the answer to this, you're wrong. I mean, it's, it's uh, thank you, Josh. It is called a froglet. So in science, hmm. because I'm of the belief, I have a conspiracy now that Ben Brust was home schooled and, and homeschool didn't teach him a whole lot, um, which is a shame because, as I've said, you're a very smart guy. Uh, the, the, the tadpole turns into like an in-between tadpole and frog. And so they start to burst out legs. Like you might have two legs on this, but it still swims. It still has the tail until it becomes a frog. You're like that first stage of a froglet uh, there. Now, one of the reasons why I suspect that Ben Bruss may have been homeschooled and didn't go to school like the rest of us is because uh, 8,000, or excuse me, 80,085 written out on a calculator, Ben could not figure out what it spelt and was confused when uh, Ashton Rotman produced presented it to him and either a he's lying and he's a bad liar so i feel like i'd be on it or b he was homeschooled and never experienced uh how to write things out in calculator i've form. written things out on a calculator like before. What? hello you can do hello upside down that's what i used to write Benny, doesn't that sound like him and mom were just at home and she was like, "Oh, let Playing me teach him a, games. let me teach him a very uh a very pg calculator game like in sixth grade, you you guys didn't know. Hello, that was the funny on one. On your TI eighty three calculator, yes, 
Did you have games on there, like the special games folder? I, I had games, for sure. But, like, I don't know why. See, he did That was very that was, that was him lying. But was I had faking. games for sure. <laughs> that was a thousand percent a lie. Because you, it wasn't like coming installed on him. You needed to, like, know how to do the back end of the calculator and get him on there. And there's one kid in every school or in every class that kind of figured it out for everybody. I, I wasn't the back end calculator guy. I'm a different back end guy. Nice. <laughs> okay, look. I... Promise you, wasn't a bit like like it wasn't. You can ask Ashton That's, Rodman I, again, and I believe you. That just goes to my. I looked at eight hundred eighty-five being... for a good five minutes, and I was like, "What could this possibly be?" And uh, let me be honest, it's here. not eight hundred eighty-five, but it's eight zero zero eight five is what you're trying to say. Whatever it looked like, eight hundred eighty-five with the comma or whatever it was when he when Ashton flipped my uh com- my calculator upside down. It didn't look like boobs. It it didn't look like it said boobs. It looked like a bunch of numbers and how it like if I if I had seen that I obviously be like oh ha 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 I did this in middle school. All right, I feel like we're getting distracted now because again this all started. You're upset because you believe now the last two months you've grown a backbone after five years of going back and forth on many of your convictions. Um, the latest of which, of course, is whether or not you believe in this Packers team. Uh, wasn't six months ago where you thought blow up the whole thing. I don't want Rodgers to come back. I want a top five. Pick in what the an NFL idiot draft. that guy was. Um, and again, you continue to, but but you have been all about the Packers the last two months. I just don't know how we're supposed to take you at face value. And we we mentioned you in the same conversation as the boy who cried wolf. You did not know what that meant. Again, homeschool city. Um, <laughs> Josh, what you're the homeschool bit between you two is really mean. It's is it? Why you love homeschool people? Put on the poll on Twitter at Scalzone Brust. Are homeschooled people weird? I thought. I feel like that's a blanket judgment. Yeah, I think we should say. And that's not what you guys are doing. Does Ben Brust come off as someone who was homeschooled? Sure. Uh, so, so, so here's what, do, what do I have to do? That's what, that's what I'll ask. But, okay, so I went on. Can <sighs> I defend again. myself now after the whole, like, ah, Greg, you're so mean? I go on to Wildy Tausch, and immediately uh, Wildy's like, I don't understand. Why isn't Ben on the train? And I merely explained this is why Ben wasn't on the train. He wanted to blow up the whole thing, and uh, he got kicked off the train. We said we weren't letting him back on. Wildy was like, okay, and then Tausch basically said, here. The other thing is, Ben promises to do all of these things to get back on the train. He was going to read a book. He's going to get a tattoo. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to do this. And he never ends up doing them. And so Tausch is like, Ben's got to stay off the train for good now. I don't know how. I don't think there can be a situation where we say you have to do this and you're back on the train. I think you just need to do something to get back on the train. Like I don't. I think you have to be proactive here and not reactive. What that is, I, I don't want to tell you because then all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know. That's fine. I, I, that is an I mean, answer. I mean, Josh is sick of the whole, like, what do I have to do? I mean, how many freaking weeks last year did we run back the Ben Bruss reading a book? And, oh, he got 20 pages in. Now we need to get a different book. And then we got a different book. And that book is sitting on my desk right now because you clearly did not read it. And I don't know whose book it is. I don't know whose it is either. So I was hoping I got was my one. book returned to me by Ben Bruss. Which one was that? The Alchemist? The Alchemist. He returned Cherry to me. And this one is the Abraham Lincoln one that that Tausch, Tausch did to for uh, yes, it, he was doing a book every month in the pandemic. I think. Yeah. Um, 
I, I actually think that I bought this book on Amazon. Uh, XX Girlfriend. Susie. We at Germantown is a Benny Believer. Says, I'm with Benny. You're allowed to change how you feel and your opinions, especially when you admit you were wrong to begin with. New information and events have come to fruition, so Benny is allowed to feel differently about the team now. Does it not deserve a pat on the back to me? Like that, That's the Scalzo and Brust way, admitting when you're wrong and be like, hey, pat on the back to me. If you did it twice a year, then okay, but you go, you flip-flop so much that at some point you're never wrong because you're always wrong and you're never right because you're always right and it just becomes this mess that we got to pick up after. TJ from the road hits us in the old National Bank Talk and text line as well. Says, homeschool explains everything. This is the worst. Woo! You know what? Even if I was homeschooled, which I wasn't, I would have been happy because I would have screaming Sicilian pizza waiting for me at class ending. Whenever class ended, it could have been lunch, uh, it could have been dinner time, and a screaming Sicilian would have been popping out of the oven. Whether it was the best of revenge, holy pepperoni, the mother of meat, the mambo italiano, the holy pepperoni, you name it, they have a screaming Sicilian brand or pizza that you will enjoy. Trust me, I enjoy it every week. Screaming Sicilian pizza made with the best ingredients, whole milk mozzarella cheese right here from the state of Wisconsin, their secret tomato recipe sauce, tons of toppings, and again, it's my victory pizza as today I venture into the journey of being a general manager in my men's basketball league. Uh, I got to pick my own team. I want to win the league, and when I win the league, I'm celebrating with Screaming Sicilian, my victory pizza. Find your screaming pleasure in your local grocer's freezer. It is football season. That means that the gambling ramps up for a lot of us. We're joined from the Daily Wager on ESPN by Doug Kazarian next on Scalzo and Brust to get you ready for the betting football season. Scalzo and Brust presented as always by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. The people that drive me nuts are the landmark people and they go north. Well, don't You'll tell pe- me east, north. I don't know what direction I don't that know is. what I'm going, what direction I'm going. The street says Look east. The sun. Head north on North Avenue. There's a south. You could be going south on North Avenue. That doesn't make sense to me. How does that? It's the name of a street. So it's a two-way street. You think both ways are north? No, I know both ways aren't north. That's why it drives me nuts. I mean, there shouldn't be a South North Avenue. If is that an east? I will. Even more confusing. I hope it's not. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. season is back week two college football kicking off here shortly week one of the nfl kicks off tomorrow night packers begin their season at u.s bank stadium in minnesota this is scalzo and bros presented by bud light across espn wisconsin and we're excited to bring in somebody who knows how to gamble far better than either of us from espn you see him on the daily wager on espn he is doug kazarian doug appreciate the time and i want to start with the green bay packers uh because uh I've been preaching the over on the win total bet the last few seasons for this Green Bay Packers team. It's up to 11 now, which is higher than it's been the past couple of years. And the Packers obviously been 13-win season after 13-win season under Matt LaFleur. You look at over under 11 for the Packers this year. What do you think? Well, good to be on with you guys. I think the conversation starts with 
Devontae Adams. That's the biggest storyline. Can Rodgers do it? Now, he certainly did it in one game last year when everyone had COVID. They went into Arizona and won, although there was a miscommunication on the final pass to the end zone by the Cardinals. Nonetheless, Rodgers will make guys open, things like that. So I'm not too worried personally, but it's also very competitive or non-competitive, I think, NFC, very top-heavy with the Packers, Rams, we think the Bucks. Vikings probably in the discussion, a notch below. Both NFC East teams kind of a notch below, too, with the Cowboys and Eagles. But it's really top-heavy as opposed to the AFC, which is just deep as can be. Three solid AFC West teams. Then you have the Bills, the favorite overall in the NFL. And then even some of the other teams can make some noise. So I think it's one of those things where will they win those games that were sort of coin flip games? You just touched on it. Opening on the road in Minnesota as a short road favorite of two. That is, the, that is going to make or break, I think, this 11 wins. But I am overall, I'm bullish on the Packers' futures. I think they're getting dismissed a little too easily. Rodgers is that special. In terms of MVP voting, or betting, I should say, no one's betting on him to win MVP. He's won it back-to-back years. I think there's, quote-unquote, value on Rodgers because the number is so high for a guy that is so capable of winning because the NFC is a little thin, and thus they should finish – with a lot of wins. I think they, uh, Aaron's got the narrative, too, here, with losing Devontae and having to do it with guys who really haven't proven it other than Randall Cobb with him. But I want to stick with that Packers-Vikings game, uh, them being short home, uh, short road favorites. Uh, look, it's on the no-bet list for me this week because it's such a tough game. If there was going to be any action that you would say to look at in this game, what, would, what do you like? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. For me, it's hard to dip my toe in this early. Although, if I had power ratings and trusted my numbers, I would. But I just feel like the NFL, I think literally every game comes to every, – every game's point spread decision comes down to like three or four plays. It's like a fumble here or there or a third and six. Did they convert or they have to settle for a field goal instead of getting a touchdown? Things like that. It's such a tight market, and we can make these like grandiose statements and big sort of uh, decisions and, and assessments of things based on a few plays every game. I really think all these games are decided by just a couple plays in terms of the point spread. And obviously when the point spread is so close, then it's really the game's going to be decided uh, by a few plays. So for me, I think that I need to just see the Vikings and this new coach, new offensive system. How do they all kind of fit together? Um, obviously we think the offense is going to be special with Jefferson taking a giant step forward as well. Just maybe cousins will be that much more comfortable but we just don't know, and we don't. there's so many unknowns. And I think that's betting and sports in general, but there's just no need to get involved in that game in my eyes. I think there's other opportunities on the betting board for week one, but I am curious, like maybe some player props, things like that, but honestly, like the Packers stinker in the opener last year is still fresh in my mind. That's something that's given me pause for any wager on that game. Uh, talk with Doug Kazarian of the Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern, well, 5 p.m. Central. We don't do Eastern time out here, Doug. Uh, on ESPN2, check him out there. Now, uh, Ben and I, uh, we are not disciplined bettors. And so when he says that's on the do not bet list, that means absolutely nothing, as we learned on Saturday when we went Hawaii late after actually having a decent week for week one. Um, just, just no discipline whatsoever everything you said about the NFL is true and having the little information we do about this season like what is your week one NFL strategy Uh, because I have a hard time containing myself when I know I'm going to sit there and consume 12 hours of football well I think you're right it takes time to to, to develop a discipline sometimes it takes a lot of losses 
and, and getting your, your face, your brains kicked in to learn that. My thing is, I wish the, the line all week and the closing line is just the first time out. Like, yes, we could wager prior to the game, but you also have an opportunity throughout the game to wager. So if you, if you force a play before the game, you're kind of skewing your perception going into the game and making it that much harder to win. I'm all for finding some action. Don't get me wrong. But that action can come in different shapes and sizes, namely a halftime bet, an in-game bet. So if you're feeling the itch, that is the kiss of death. So sometimes you're just so married to that first bet when your first bet doesn't exactly have any conviction. It's something that was sort of a forced play just to get a action. But remember, you can wager at any point during the game. So go into it thinking I'm going to find some action, but I'm going to keep my options open here. That would be my number one piece of advice of talking you off the ledge to say, hey, <laughs> you can scratch this itch. It just doesn't have to be right now. Not like, hey, it's all or nothing. Don't bet or bet before the game. Can the, I... other thing is, the other thing is, it's just like, you know, let it come to you in general. You'll find opportunities. If you don't see it, you don't see it early. So, Doug, this weekend when I'm at uh, Camp Randall on Saturday and I'm out with all my former teammates and buzzed up, can I call you to talk me off the ledge? Like, are you available for those services? Yeah, it should be like my, my second like job title should be negotiator, like a like a crisis negotiator. I think it, uh, I think it'd be great because yeah. Hawaii's on the no bet list. Uh, they're well, they're, they're zero and two Hawaii against the was spread. One of my favorite pl- uh, plays last week, and I was on the over as one of my top three plays, and you know oh, it was oh, just I a saw that. at the end of the game. I mean, just ridiculous. If anybody can watch bad beats, go check it out. It's it was one for the ages, no doubt. Um, so I guess what I was going to ask is, do you have a uh, another late night t- uh, team that I should maybe focus on, or is this not part of the smart strategy? Well, no, my favorite play this particular weekend is the Sunday night game, so the last game of the week, if you will, the bailout game. And I like the under between the Cowboys and Bucks. It's 50-and-a-half. Now, sometimes things change based on information. So throughout the summer, obviously these numbers have been up all summer, and the and some of the things have changed, like the Bucks team total has gone from 11-and-a-half to 11 and the Cowboys are no longer the favorites in the NFC East. The, the Eagles just surpassed them, and that's because of these injuries to the O-line. But what hasn't changed is that over-under 15-and-a-half. So Brady and all these injuries, like nothing has changed in that game. And then Tyron Smith, it is documented how much worse the offense is in terms of yards per play, sack percentage, everything with Tyron Smith off the field each of the last two years. So at 15-and-a-half, I just think that's too big of a number when you're talking about a team like Tampa Bay with this offensive line is going to just have trouble with big strike capabilities. I don't think they're going to have trouble maybe getting some points, but I just think that the, the, the pace they play and the, the time it takes for them to get touchdowns is going to take a little longer, thus the under. So I like the under Sunday night, 50 and a half. Greg, do you give me approval to put down the Scalzombrus dual betting site? Let's do it. All right, sounds We're good. We're trusting you, Doug. Doug Kazarian, <laughs> Daily Wager, uh, 5 p.m. ESPN2. Make sure you catch him there. He's a good follow on Twitter uh, as well. Uh, we talked a lot of NFL here. We uh, we are big college football fans. We've got Madison. We've got Milwaukee. We've got Beaver Dam, Wisconsin here. A lot of Badger fans. These games before you hit the conference for many uh, Wisconsin fans, you have the massive spread. You've got the weak opponents. What's your recommendation for people who might want to have a little bit of action on a team like Wisconsin, but they're 37.5-point favorites uh, going up against a team like Illinois State? Well, that's the number one difference between college and pro is just the variance in point spreads. You get these 20, 30, and 40-point lines, whereas obviously that's just not happening in the NFL. So you kind of approach it differently, and the range of talent, like the gap of talent between the best team and the worst team, is so much wider in college than it is 
in the pros. So don't be scared off if you think there's value. Now, sometimes you have to have a narrative with some of these big, big numbers, right? Like will Wisconsin keep pounding it in the fourth quarter? And they kind of are a team that typically does. Like, like Dabo we saw on Monday night is a team that typically will keep their offense humming and things like that, even in a blowout, whereas the NFL, they're taking knees and stuff like that. So when you're laying these kind of numbers, it has to be sort of a system matchup. It has to be a situation where you trust. Are, are they just like an overwhelming team that's going to rip off big runs? Because the Badgers aren't going to exactly be slinging it around late in the game if they have a big lead and, trying to, and then when you're trying to hope they cover these big numbers. Doug, looking at player props and you know some different guys, do you think Rashawn Gary, can you make a case for him to actually have a potential chance at a defensive player of the year? Wow. Uh, that's a bold, uh, that's a bold <laughs> prediction. So why not, right? Give me, um, give me Jair. Is there any Packer from this like the the defense that's no. supposed to take a big jump? I would say no. That's my opinion on that. But there's also like long shot odds. It's just the guys who typically win, whether it be the NFC or sorry, the Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, look at all the guys that have won the last handful of years. It's not a long shot. Like Aaron Donald, I think was seven to one the first year he made it, and but it's really just like a four horse race when you factor in the Bosa's. Um, Donald, and J.J. Watt, who won it last year. So I would say on the defensive side of the ball, and the offensive, you know, player of the year is a little bit more of a fantasy MVP than maybe the MVP award is because the MVP award typically goes to a quarterback on the one or two seed. That's why Rodgers has thrived because they've been 13-3, and three, as you guys mentioned earlier. But, like, an offensive player of the year, it's going to be, like, a guy who's just such a producer in fantasy like Cup was last year. I think Jonathan Taylor's a solid bet at seven or eight to one or even 10 to one. I think I've seen recently, but to get one of those guys off the grid, they're just going to be so dominant. So I would say, look through the fantasy lens because those are the guys that really produce of the last 10 offensive player of the years. uh, Five of them have also been the MVP. So it was like special seasons, like Lamar Jackson's MVP year, uh, Patrick Mahomes MVP year, things along those lines. So I would say, uh, I would say think of it through that lens. Doug Kazarian, Daily Wager, 5 p.m. ESPN2. A couple more quick ones for you here, Doug. Just with the NFL season starting up, what teams do you think uh, are most undervalued heading into the season and who do you think is the most overrated? Uh, in terms of win totals or just in general, like the market perception? The market perception, because I, I, I think that, that there's, you know, there's certainly those of us who are on some futures heading into the year, but I think as you get into it early on, uh, you know, in the first four weeks, people are always trying to identify where they could find value with some of those teams that maybe aren't getting the love that they should be. Well, in general, you got to look at some underdogs. Last year, there was like, I think, eight or nine underdogs that won outright going into the season. So typically it's going to be hard to, to have the data points this early in the season as opposed to later in the season. I know pro bettors typically told me they have maybe twice as many bets in September than they do rest of the season just because there's value to be made if you trust your numbers early on. In terms of those teams, I don't know like how bad are the bad teams. If it, you think there's value on the Seahawks, the Bears, the Falcons, are those teams that bad? The spreads aren't too high, but they're still like sizable home dogs, all three of them this week. So that's something to – look through the lens. I'm not running to jump and bet on them, but I'm not really jumping to bet against them either, laying those big numbers with questionable teams on the road. So I would say the team I've been biggest uh, bullish on is the Saints. I think they're going to win the division. I'm a Jameis Winston apologist. I know the knee injury and all that, but just everything else about that team, whether it be the outstanding defense, the Bucks on the little bit on the decline, and all those weapons for Winston, those are all reasons to be bullish on them, and eight and a half wins is a buy for me on the over. 
I love it. That's sneaky good. That is sneaky good. Doug, you are uh, not sneaky good. You are great. We appreciate the time. We're going to be in touch this football season because uh, we need a lot of help here, and so does the uh, the Scalzo and Bruss family. So we appreciate your time and look forward to catching up again soon. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Best of luck. Absolutely. You too. Doug Kazarian, Daily Wager, 5 p.m. ESPN2. Get in the know. Get in the game. He knows his stuff. Big thanks to him uh, here for joining us. I love that Saints call. I like the Cowboys Bucks under as well. My favorite part, though, Josh, he was Ben Bruss dropping in uh, the teammate. The teammate. Nah. Yeah, man. that was totally A little humble grad. You yeah, know I was going grad. to. I, I got goosebumps just thinking about that, that late night game, the total, and seeing how close. Like, man, I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Uh, not, not only that, but also Ben right away just being like, yeah, I, I like Rodgers for MVP too. <laughs> I gave my his, whole take on the entire game. You gave his opinion in there. Take. Yeah, I'm the expert. <laughs> uh, bank yes. account shows otherwise. Um, well, betting bank account. Whoa, we do know that according to Google, you're worth between $1 and $5 million, although you continue to diet. Uh, when it comes to experts, I know the experts that I trust working on my home because I've worked on I've worked on it before, and they do an incredible job. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella has a beautiful wide range of window wood, desi- wood window designs that can be painted, stained, or unfinished to complement any decor, all with superior craftsmanship, leaving no hassle or mess. Just the perfect results that stand the test of time. You can trust me. They worked in my older house uh, where they went. They replaced all the windows and doors. Looked amazing. Uh, helped to sell it. And then uh, our new place, they busted out some windows, put in these beautiful patio doors. And uh, and it's absolutely incredible how much it's altered both the inside and outside of our home. We know the Pella's number one when it comes to quality. We know they're number one when it comes to innovation. But the best part about it is the service. Working with the team at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is second to none when you're talking about people working on your home. Uh, it truly is remarkable. And right now, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin put no money down, make no payments, and be charged zero interest for up to 24 months. But you have to act now because that offer expires uh, at the end of the month. Certain restrictions apply. You can see showroom for details. Visit PellaWI.com slash radio. That's PellaWI.com slash radio. A new study reveals what many people have thought all along. Men are happier in relationships if they're led to believe they are superior in the comedy department. (laughs) Are you the funny one in the relationship? We'll hit that plus a number of other ones, including the Brewers. Will they make the playoffs? One or zero. Coming up next, Scalzo and Bross presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. 35, the minimum age required to become president of the United States. Don't you learn some of this stuff? Well, I mean, I don't pay attention to that, but I do know 35. That's the boring stuff. Scalzo and Brust. I knew 35 because I grew up wanting to be the president. <laughs> I would have been brilliant. Instead, you, instead, you still can be, Ben. You're not even at the minimum age yet. Well, my, intelli- my intelligence might be questioned. At what point in your life did you realize, hey, I might not be up for this position of president of the United States? Uh, my first AC. AC- <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's just the way I'm feeling. Because I cried all the summer. Across the SBA, Wisconsin, presented by the world's greatest beer, America's favorite light lager since 1982. That's right. 
Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh Dimaggio running the show. Big thank you to Doug Kazarian of Daily Wager, 5 p.m. ESPN2 for joining us last segment. If you missed it, catch it where you catch the Scalzo and Brust podcast every day on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, We've got one or zero coming up next. Did he not he just hear me tell you which ones to do? Uh, that was me confirming. Oh, I got you. All Don't right. yell at me, Snappy. All right, well, I mean, then why wasn't Josh paying attention? I don't know. Why weren't you paying attention? I was paying attention. I forgot. Dumb brain. Short term what? Hit, Hit the, the sounder. Are you a one or a zero? <laughs> That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh Dimaggio, your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. A new study revealed what many people have thought all along. The study found that men are happier in relationships if they're led to believe they are superior in the comedy department. One or zero. You are the funny one in relationships. What? I mean, God, I can't imagine being in a relationship with you. You must try to be funny and on at all times. No. Like, I, it just comes, comedy comes natural to me. Ben Brust, September 21st. 22nd. 22nd. Five open, minute set. Open mic night, five minute set. Uh, at Milwaukee Improv at the corners of Brookfield. He, I asked him today, have you started work on it? No. Should I be? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I know it's what's going to happen. Minutes. I know what's going to happen. You're two weeks out from today. I know what's going to happen. Holy bleep. You're going to get close. And you're going to be like, I don't have anything ready. I don't have anything prepared. Greg, what do I do? Greg, what do I do? Right now is your time. I'm telling you, there is no out on this. Start preparing. I know there's no out. Okay. And if you don't think, when, when the stars shine bright. Uh, zero. I am not the funny one in the relationship. My wife's definitely funnier than me. Um, that's how it is. Yeah. One zero. You really believe that, People huh? who try what? too hard to be funny are the least funny people. What? One. I mean, who? everyone knows that guy. So, like, for my daughter, I'm the funny one. But as far as, like, in general, no, my wife is far funnier than me. I'm My gonna, kid gets a kick out of me. I'm going to disagree. I think, I'm very performative. I'm very... I think you're funnier than your wife. Uh, wow. Have fun trying to go over there for dinner again. Yeah. She's sweet, caring, kind, nice. Just like, like me. Uh, the, the anti-you. Whoa. You're just taking everybody out so my wife's not funny and I'm <laughs> mean. All right. What do we have next, Josh? Okay, sorry. You make me laugh when you're raging in the car, yelling at people, beeping your horn. You're funny. Okay. Last night, the Milwaukee Brewers lost a five-run lead in Colorado by surrendering nine runs in the final three innings of a ten-inning game. Winner zero. The Brewers are not going to make the playoffs. Zero. They are going to make the playoffs, but they don't need to be inducing as many ulcers as they are right now across Wisconsin. Like, it it was one of the all-time bad losses for them. Um, Just... Absolutely atrocious. What was in worse? Every sense of the word. That game or walking the tying run home? Back to back batters. Remember when you were three you've had unforgivable co- losses? Yeah. This, <laughs> this one was worse. Because to go up in extras and then blow, like they blew the game five times. I mean, it's in the a little easier innings. to blow the game in the 10th with the runner starting on second versus, you know, walking two guys in a row to tie the game up. I don't think they start with the guy on second anymore in the 10th. Yeah, they do. 
I'm I'm the baseball guy here. Trust me, I've been watching. Why do you think the Brewers scored in the tenth? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I feel like they got rid of that, and that starts the next inning. No, sir. Okay. Um, I, look, I, it was a really, really, really bad loss last night. The biggest thing for me is the fact that they've got so many home games coming up in September. They've got a light schedule. I still think they end up clawing their way back in the playoffs, but the momentum needs to start building. Yeah, I've tried to convince myself day in and day out, um, but I'm a one. They're not going to make the playoffs at this point. They've had they continue to have these opportunities and like these light schedules and these op- like again sooner or later you just are what you are and you're a team that's missing out on opportunities. Um, forget Craig Timber, for, forget anything because the the proof is out there. I've seen all I need to see. This team ain't doing it. Courtney Cox, who starred as Monica Geller in Friends, decided to issue an unfunny response to a Kanye Instagram post where he said he wishes he had been the first one to tweet that Friends wasn't funny. Winner zero. Friends wasn't funny. I mean, like... I'll go one. It was. It's the most overrated television show of all time. It is for dumb people, and it is just white rice. Like it is what you feed porridge. You know, it is. It, it is. The, what, it's like modern times Big Bang Theory. If you go back, that's like the yes. equivalent level of humor. Yes. God, the Big Bang Theory was bad. People watch bad television. It's remarkable. Um, Friends is like if you take Seinfeld and water it down and dumb it down, and then you put prettier people in it. That's Friends. Upset of the century. I, I'm not a Friends guy. I mean, I, I fit the description based off what Greg you said. You love Friends. No, I, I, I don't. I, I hate it. I never what? was able to get into it. Uh, How I Met Your Mother guy through and through and through. It's just so much later than the, what the sitcoms we're talking about. I know. I agree. I like How I Met Your Mother. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, just saying. You're gonna. You're getting defensive for no reason. I'm just saying. Like from that era. And I'm just saying. <laughs> Remember when you called my wife unfunny and you called me <laughs> not kind one. and sweet? It's going to be tough to come back from that one. Man, but she she is kind and sweet. Hilsey chimes in, 800-990-3776, says, Can a man who doesn't know calculator boobs ever really be funny? Yeah, because if I knew that, like I would have been the funniest kid in school. I could not imagine being stuck in a relationship where Ben Bruss thinks he's the funny guy. Every one of my last girlfriends has told me I'm funny. They laugh naturally at me. You think it's a courtesy laugh because it behooves them? No. When I see tears coming out of their eyes of my jokes, that's when you know you're funny. What jokes? We'll find out. September 22nd. Open mic night. Uh, shout out to our friends at Bud Light. Scalzo and Bruss, of course, presented by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. A ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. What else is waiting for you? The ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend, courtesy of Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. That is when you and a guest will enjoy a Friday night baseball in Milwaukee, a football Saturday in Madison, and a Sunday night with the green and gold, including transportation, lodging, tailgating, and Ticket King gift cards. It's so easy to enter. Scan the QR code to enter to win an amazing sports fan experience, including, like I said, transportation, lodging, tailgating, and those Ticket King gift cards. You can find 
find those QR codes in Milwaukee at Brothers, Nomad, Stenny's, and Friends on Forest Home in Madison, WBBJack's Cottage Grove, Wando's, and Oakstone. It's the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend for Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Ron in the key chimes in and says, uh, they laugh at trip. Of this, there is no doubt, dot, 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 in bed. That's not funny, Ron. That's not funny. You don't have to go after him like that. What the hell? It's completely inappropriate. It's not the size, mate. It's how you use it. Zadarius Smith believes he's been disrespected. Matt LaFleur responds. We'll hear what he had to say next. Scalzo and Bross presented by Bud Light. Sick of Zadarius. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Brust. What's your favorite so type of art? What types are there? <laughs> Do you have a favorite artist? Van Gogh. Scalzo and Brust. <laughs> there is no to everything. No. I was really- nothing about Van Gogh except he's missing an ear. <laughs> yeah. That's no why he's question. my favorite. I was going to see how many questions I could get to prove what an art fraud he is. I'm not an art fraud. I just think art is dumb, but I love art. <laughs> Can you love something and think it's dumb all in the same? Absolutely. A lot of people love me. (laughs) He's he's on a roll. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Bud Light, Ben Bros, Greg Scalzer, Josh DiMaggio, Colin Russo hanging out at the Park Bank ESPN Madison studio downtown off the Capitol Square. Ryan Wollersheim. Ryan Wollersheim. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's allowed to talk on the air yet. So. Is this his Ryan, maiden, you there? Is this his maiden voyage with us? Check, check, he, Ryan. He was on the show yesterday. This is my second voyage. I was here yesterday as well, but I did not get a chance to say hello. How are you doing, guys? We're doing great, Ryan. Is today a better experience or worse experience than yesterday for you? Well, I was just about to walk out to go to the bathroom, so that did send a shock through me, but um, it's uh, going pretty well so far. What's, uh, what's the worst part about little, Jesse little Nelson? for me. <laughs> Nothing. I love and respect Jesse as my boss. Get out of here. Go to the bathroom, Ryan. <laughs> we have no place for ass kissing on this show unless you're kissing these two asses. Yeah. That's it. Take your whitey tighties down and go to the bathroom. It's a very good learning lesson for <sighs> Ryan Wollershine. Uh, Second day of the job. <laughs> Complimenting his boss. Um. Yeah, he's got to learn. I'd say that's in the that's in the Skelzo and Bruss handbook of things to do, unless it's Jesse Nelson. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But he clearly hasn't listened to the show enough to know that you don't say those kind things about Jesse Nelson. Uh, we are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. What? I mean, the second day. Like, I hope you, you know what, Josh. Hit the music. Hit the music. Day two already. You know what? Day two. Day two. Band. Band. Where's your timing, Greg? Is this your first time doing the band thing? Dude, I hit it perfectly. You waited. You didn't. You were way off. You were way off. No, that is not true. I invented the band. Way too early. 
right at right at the end. He's every off every single time. He's off today. <laughs> He's doing. The, yeah. Is he doing it on purpose now? One more time. <laughs> Bam! Okay, I, hate, I hate him. 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 Uh, yep. Whatever. He'll figure out his way back in. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. She said. the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, You can get into the show that way. Darius Smith uh, told some people that he feels like he was disrespected in Green Bay. Of course, the former Packer, now an edge rusher with the Minnesota Vikings. They'll match up week one. Matt LaFleur responded to the idea that Darius Smith believes he was disrespected. Here's what LaFleur had to say. I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of how things transpired. So I'll just leave it at that. Good freaking riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. And look, anyone who's getting a chain made up of being a captain for the defense, like, probably isn't all about like the team and the defense. I I I I hate, I hate to go there but like you're flaunting the fact that you're the captain. Like be the leader. If it, get something for everybody on the team he if you're got the it. captain. Well, the worst part is he got the chain after he was not named last season's captain. Ugh. It was it was a bleep you to his teammates apparently. Awesome, great, glad you're not in the locker room because guess what? There seems to be a lot more uh, continuity and happiness and and just like the vibe from this defense is so much better. Not having to worry about a crybaby who's I mean, going to make it all about himself. Hold, uh, look, I, believe me, Zadarius, I could say a lot of things about him, but let's let's not. Like pretend we know what this defense this year is. If anything, you have to look at the defense last year because he wasn't part of the team, and the defense was better Just last fine. year than it was the year before. So, yeah. like, I you know, I don't. I, I think that's enough. We'll see what this defense is. But it, it was interesting hearing a floor, not necessarily what he said in that clip, but what he didn't say about Zadarius, and then stopping himself. Basically, said, "Yeah, he's a good player. I don't want to say anything else." He did continue on talking about Zadarius Smith in general. Uh, here's Lafleur once again. You know, he's a challenge because he presents problems on the outside and his versatility as a, as a player where they can kick him inside and uh, match him up over guards or centers or wherever uh, they want to put him. Um, no, he's just, he's an elite level player in this league and anytime you're going up against that and then you got Hunter on the other side from him potentially and uh, that does, it causes for some uh, reckless nights. Again, LaFleur there talking about the player that Darius was. Didn't say much about him as a locker room guy. Didn't say much about him uh, as somebody who uh, was a leader on the team, which is how Darius saw himself. But we know, Ben, don't we? Uh, leadership means a lot more than just play on the field. I want Aaron Rodgers to let Zedarius Smith through and tabletop him. You know, like I, I want, I want to set the tone, like we did. Who tabletop him? Uh, the way that Sunshine did yeah. in the replacements. You want Rogers to do Rogers that. Rogers do that to or like throw it off his head. Like we got to just set the set the tone, embarrass him, because uh, right now he thinks he's out for blood. I think the Packers need to set the the precedent. You know, I don't care. I'm I'm petty. If the Packers are are thinking they're not in a great place to win the game, which I hope they will be, and I think they will be, double team him. 
or and that's, when I say double team, just chip block block him every time with uh, yeah, Mer- Mercedes Louis. You don't try to hurt the guy. Like, look, Zadarius has shown us his character. Uh, it's why I feel like I could uh, I could take Zadarius with one hand tied behind my back. Add him to the list. Like, he's not as tough as he wants people to believe that he is. Uh, Robin Tosa chimes in and says, "Don't worry, Zadarius will give up a big play against us like he did in the last game last year. He takes just enough plays off to." Win where it will hurt the Vikings. And, and again, I don't know if it's that. I don't think anybody should be that upset with Darius Smith. I think he helped this team uh, get to a point during the Matt LaFleur era where the defense was good when they needed to be. Uh, back in 2019, the offense caught up, and Darius realized, wait a second, that one season I was the man, and then after that I'm not the man. The man wears number 12, and he was never going to be number 12, and he wants to be looked at uh, from an outsized perspective. But he did a lot of good things for the Green Bay community, did a lot of good things for Wisconsin, um, I don't know why he's taking the Greg Jennings route of going to a rival and then trying to talk badly about his former uh, team. But what I would message to the Scalzo and Russ family is, is be ready. This is going to be the next five years. He's going to oh, try to continuously get uh, his own name out there by talking poorly about the Packers. We've seen this play out before. He is Greg Jennings 2.0. That's what we are talking about. I, I want an Aaron Rodgers I own you to Zedarius at some point over the five years. Uh, also, you're getting destroyed right now Ooh. on the old National Bank talking text line. Mr. Movie Guy, Mr. Those Movies Guys, the tabletop was, remember, the Titans, not the replacements. I said tabletop was sunshine. Replacements, he threw it off the guy's head. I'm just saying. Getting destroyed right I now. I don't know what you're talking about. No, oh, it's not the replacements. Remember the Titans? You said tabletop replacements, and you're getting destroyed for well, it. Getting, I know it's take, sunshine. Take your medicine. Take your medicine. What are you doing right now? Why are you trying to irk me? I, talking text line ain't going to get me. I What's don't am- remember the what Titans. Is through- ama- what is amazing is that I can say so many mean things about Ben Rust, and the mere questioning of his knowledge of remember the Titans. That, that will take me to another is, gear. He is actually angry right now. We're making fun of him for being, for saying dumb things, for, for being this, for being that, for having no backbone, and he's kind of like jokey. And then all of a sudden, Ron and the key and um, – and 262 chimes in, and they're Nate from Iguanago. I had a Freudian slip. It happens. I know what movies are which. A- apparently, so you just admitted. You made a mistake. I-, I don't think I said it, but like I could very well see myself making a mistake because I'm human. What is a Freudian slip exactly? It's where things just happen out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, want, you want me to quote Remember the Titans? I'll do it right now. No. Why? What's the first line of the movie? Oh, come on. It's the it's the voiceover, yeah. you know. I do remember that. I just want you to go through the whole movie like you've done in no, Rush Hour 2. Just can I can I do my favorite part? No. No. Defense on me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz Cedar Ridge all Distillery night. and Swisher if they Iowa. Cross the line of I'm distillery based in Iowa, making a home right here in Wisconsin. It was named Distillery of the Year in 2017. Cedar Ridge. Uh, look, if you're a single mall fan, you got to check out the quintessential single mall from Cedar Ridge. John Barley Court Society's best American single malt back to back years, two years in a row. It is the Aaron Rodgers of single malt. Uh, and I am a massive fan. It's been what my taste has been lately. They do have got a, a great reserve uh, when it comes to the rye whiskey. They've got tremendous bourbon, the b- highest selling bourbon in the state of Iowa. And in case you missed it, because uh, Ben Bruss was talking over me there, uh, they, they were named Distiller of the Year in 2017. They started in Iowa. They're based 
produced in Iowa, highest selling bourbon in Iowa, including all the big boys, a craft distiller that has happened nowhere else in the nation except for right there in Iowa with this uh, distillery, our distillery, the distillery of the Scalzo and Russ family, Cedar Ridge, because coming soon, Cedar Ridge releasing their new bourbon and rye whiskeys handpicked by us, the Scalzo and Russ private barrel, hand-selected bourbon and rye whiskeys coming in, uh, arriving in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. We'll give you more details. Find Cedar Ridge at your favorite local retailer. Got to be 21 or older. Please drink responsibly. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. We'll keep you make talking sure to Darius Smith. We'll keep talking to the Green Bay Packers with forever. you, the Scalzo and Bruss family. The coming night up they play next. the Titans. On Scalzo and Bruss, presented by Bud Light.